Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Fantastic. <clears throat> having a good morning. Hope you're having a, ah, get out of my fucking throat <clears throat> thing. Coffee got stuck in my throat. Good morning. Hope everyone's having a fantastic morning and enjoying my blank canvas of a background. What's up, P. Bish? How you doing? See you in the chat there. Um, it's Thursday, I believe. Days are kind of getting lost. I have no idea what the weather outside is in Manhattan, where I am. But according to the 10 feet of space in between me and the next building, it looks like it's clear out. That doesn't say much. Um, got a good night's sleep. Just thrilled with my night's sleep. Here's what we got coming out today on John Boy Media. We got a Talking Giants episode. Draft is coming up, so they've been hammering that out. We got a John Boy and Jake radio episode. We're actually having Bobby from Talking Giants. Come on, John Boy and Jake radio. to talk about the draft a little bit and some news stories. We got another episode of Sequence Dropping, Ploof Show, this time with a different MLB player. Pretty, pretty wild that three different MLB players in three different days will be on the fucking YouTube channel. I started when I was in high school and we were just fucking around in my garage and then tried to do food reviews on it. And now it's a baseball channel and we have like professional type of like network s show so go check that out there'll be uh an episode today and then it's going to go to twice a week tuesdays and thursdays um so that's everything we got coming out on thursday john boy media land including this this counts now i think maybe i don't know i don't know what this is lovely day here in london missing baseball from across the pond says mansfield one three two nine so Hello from across the pond, the other side of it. Oh. I'm a king at night. My belt is loose and my trigger is tight. Me come without warning. At the speed of light, make it shine. All right, what else do I have set up here? The, the weather in Humansville, Missouri is light rain with showers. So if you're, if you're watching from Humansville, what up? And then, and then Humansville, obviously, I was like, Humansville, I got so many requests. People, you know, from Humansville were like, I need the weather. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll get you. It's 52 degrees, it's kind of raining. Go outside of your own will. Humansville, Missouri is founded by James Human, an African-American and half Native American. Whenever I hear names like that, um, whenever I see an African-American in history that has a name like Human, makes me think he came from a line of people that were slaves and when they finally got freed, they got to change their last name. Didn't have to have their master's last name. And, uh, you know, what are what do you want your last I'm a human. I just want to be a human and treated like a human. So I'd put money down. That's what it is. That's why, uh, you know, you got Freeman because they're free men now. So I like the uh, etymology of names like that. But anyway, it's 52 degrees, light rain, and showers in Humansville, Missouri. So I'm glad we got... We got that covered, and the player of the day today is Bumps Hadley. Bumps Hadley. His real name was Irving. He's a little good dude. He was good at football in high school. Didn't really get looked at for uh, for baseball, but uh, Jack Cheesebro. If you don't know who Jack Cheesebro is, look him up because he's awesome. 
he was like his neighbor in the neighborhood. He was like, hey, uh, ex-Yankee friend of mine, why don't you check out this kid named Bump? Um, he was named after, obviously, you got to be like, why was, what was Bump? There was a cartoon at the time. Uh, this guy's name was Bump something. What was this cartoon's name? The cartoon's name was like Bump, um, Bumps. <laughs> Fuck, I looked this up a second ago. Bobby Bumps. That cartoon name was Bobby Bumps. And when this, when Irving was a little kid, all the neighborhood said, neighborhood friends said he looked like uh, Bobby Bumps. So they called him Bumps. And then that got shortened to Bump. And now his Wikipedia page says Bump Hadley. He was uh, a member of the 1930s Yankees dynasty teams. Starter slash reliever, got some World Series starts. Um, he the Yankees signed him and or they traded for him and brought Joe DiMaggio up at the same time, which was kind of kind of cool. So him and him and Joe D were roommates and fast friends. And then he hit two guys in the head. He ended Mickey Cochran's career by hitting him in the head after Mickey Cochran hit a home run off him. But he swears he didn't hit him on purpose. He visited him in the hospital a bunch of times. Said, "Dude, I didn't hit you on purpose." Mikey Cochran finally came out. Mickey Cochran finally came out and said, yeah, I believe him. He didn't hit me on purpose. Stop being mad at bump. So then they stopped. Then he was on the radio in Boston after his career. But A, cool nickname. B, you got to see his debut. His debut fucking sucks. He debuted against Murderer's Row, the 1927 Yankees. He debuted... He, he came in to pitch, and he had to face uh, Koenig, Combs, Gehrig, Ruth, Musel, and Lazari. That's Murderer's Row. When you hear Yankees Murderer's Row, I mean, you probably just think of Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. Imagine having the debut against the most lethal lineup in the history of baseball. One of now. Back then, easily number one. He didn't do that good. Well, he got fucked by his uh, shortstop who made an error on the Koenig ground ball. Then let up a single to Combs. Then Garrick walks. Babe Ruth doubles off of him. Uh, Bob Musial singles. And uh, then he gets Lazari. Then his catcher helps him out and uh, gets a caught stealing. But, dude, imagine debuting against the most lethal lineup in the history of baseball at the time. It's like, come on, Skip. Can you just, like, wait a second? I'll debut against the next people. That sucks. There was something else about him that I thought was interesting that I... Well, he won three World Series. Um, oh, there was a story that he went to Babe Ruth's um, house and Babe Ruth had a picture of every pitcher that he homered off in the 1927 season, like a gallery wall. And it was a picture of every pitcher that he homered off in his 1927 season which is wild and weird and cool uh, but weird because I mean it's 1927 pictures I mean you had to really you can just print them out from the internet or something like that wild and uh, bumps bump went and looked and he was like damn it would have been cool to be on this wall but I just gave up a double I didn't give up a homer so that's uh that's the story of bump Hadley Irving Hadley. Uh, he's our random baseball player of the day. Last night I was watching the show Everwood season one. It's on Amazon. Don't watch it. 
unless you watched it when it initially came out with your parents or your mom or your sister and you enjoyed it and you just want to rewatch it blindly for the nostalgia because it's easy to follow along like I'm doing. Otherwise, don't watch it. It's kind of very lame, hallmarky. But they fucking ended on a cliffhanger. I was like, oh, shit. Now I got to watch the first half of the next episode of fucking Everwood at midnight in my bed because I can't, I got to see what happens. That was a very low moment for me, but I slept well, and that was good. Watched The Challenge last night. MTV's The Challenge. MTV The Challenge has to figure out how to make entertaining challenges when they still have 20 people in the game. Because yesterday was kind of stupid. Really stupid. And so was The Elimination, if anyone watches. Um, and I also watched Dave, which I thought was really good. I'm sure Jake and I will talk about that. Hopefully he watched Dave, too, on John Boy Jake Radio. All right, we got a little book today. A little funny book. Let's see. Uh... What's up, Waterboy2029? How you doing? Um, I got this book. It's a weird one. 112 gripes about the French. So this was when the U.S. took over France and they were like kicking the Germans out and then policing it. The French hated them. French kind of didn't give a fuck about anything. They're like, sure, Germany, you can be our ruler. We hate you. And then they're like, all right, Americans, you can be... Cool, you kick the Germans out. We hate you too, though. Um, and the soldiers who were dying, uh, American soldiers who thought they were risking their lives, started to really hate the local French people that they were saving. Started to really just dislike them and their customs. So the U.S. military put out this book. They asked everyone about their gripes about the French people, and then they listed out all the gripes that got sent in and then they tried their best to explain to the American soldiers, this is why they are that way, and you should just understand this. It's a really odd, weird book, because like all, even the reasonings are kind of backhanded. There's so many examples in here. I'm going to read one, and then on Periscope, I will, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know the chapters, and then you guys can let me know. You got, I'll take requ- uh, one request. We got characteristics... Customs and manners, cleanliness and sanitation, work and laziness, morals. So here is here is complaint number forty six about the French. You ride on the subway and the smell almost knocks you out. Garlic, sweat. And perfume. Yeah, see that? You ride on the subway and the smell almost knocks you out. Garlic, sweat, and perfume. That was the American soldier's complaint about the French. What year was this? I mean, World War II, so probably like 40, 45? Yes, first published in 1945 by the Information and Education Division of the U.S. Occupation Forces in Paris. Um, so it was, it was printed in 1945 by the U.S. Army. They're trying to make their soldiers not dislike the French so much. Um, all right, so this was the government's response to this complaint that they smelled really bad on the subways. French subways today are overcrowded, hot, untidy, and smell bad. The subways are carrying all the traffic, too, that used to be carried on buses. You smell garlic because the French, who are superb cooks, use it more than we do. You smell sweat 
because the French must use a very poor ersatz soap and don't get enough of that. You smell perfume because French women would rather smell of perfume than of unwashedness, which they dislike as much as you do. When you have no soap, perfume comes in mighty handy. In the 18th and 19th centuries, in the United States, as in other countries, perfumes and were used to give a pleasant scent, where an unpleasant one might be otherwise. I mean, you've heard the term like a European bath or a French bath, like perfume bath, cologne bath. Incidentally, the Chinese will confess to you, if you're a friend, that the scent of white people, no matter how well scrubbed they are, is unpleasant to the Chinese. Body odor is closely related to diet. Change the food people eat, and you change the way they smell. So that was the U.S. government's explanation, which, yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. It's like, what? I don't know what they're trying trying to choose. Uh, I watched Dave. Dave, does anyone want another section? We got uh, work and laziness. Maybe I'll flip to one more. Those French soldiers, the black market. Okay, interested. No, not interested anymore. Uh, the Damn. So, I don't know if you guys know anything about World War II. Some of you may. But American soldiers actually liked German citizens the best. They related to them the most because they were industrious. And as soon as a bombing happened, the Germans were out cleaning their town the next day. Where the French were so used to people invading and leaving and invading and leaving that they just stopped giving a fuck. They're like, all right, well, that's, that building's rubble now and it'll be rubble for the next 50 years. And the Americans were like, we like the Germans more. Uh, so this complaint was, the French aren't industrious the way the Germans are. This is true, said the U.S. government. Perhaps it would have been a lot better for all of us if the Germans weren't so industrious. It was German industriousness in six short years that built the most terrible army, air force, tank force, bombs, and submarine warfare that the world had ever seen. No one ever accused Al Capone of not being industrious. (laughs) So that's just the answer there. Like, yeah, the Germans are too industrious for their own good. They're fucking evil. That was a book called The Gripes About the French. That is is weird because the questions are bad and the answers are kind of also bad, but it just shows you how different times were and how stupid people were or, uh, stupid's not the word like, um, innocently ignorant travel was harder. Internet communication wasn't around obviously. So like you, people didn't know other people's customs and cultures that much at all, nor did they care for them. That's the end of today's morning show. Thanks for joining me. Good morning, everyone. And I will leave you with a close-up of Bump's Bump. Bump Hadley. Okay? Have a good day. See you tomorrow.